Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, your friend at homeschool.com and homeschool mom of six. Join us as we keep it real and chat about the ups and downs of this amazing adventure we call the homeschool life. So grab a cup of your warm favorite and a comfy chair and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of the Homeschooling and Loving It podcast, the podcast where we chat about everything parenting and homeschooling. And I'm your host, Jamie. I'm mom to six great kids that I've homeschooled for the last 15 years. Today, we're going to talk about change. I know many of us have experienced a lot of change in the past year, and some of you may have experienced the change of a transition into homeschooling while others have been homeschooling and now need a change in this new year. So I'm here today to say that change is good. Well, for those of you who are new to homeschooling this year, I just wanna say kudos. You've made a big decision and now you're starting on an amazing journey. Transitioning into homeschool in the middle of the year is actually pretty common. I don't know if you know this, there are a good percentage of people who start in the middle of the year. So on a survey we did at homeschool.com, we found that over 40% of homeschoolers actually start their homeschool journey in the middle of a school year. Isn't that cool? So if you're a beginner homeschooler, our team at homeschool.com has put together comprehensive resources that will help you homeschool from preschool all the way through high school. There's so much at homeschool.com, there really is. So much from guides for getting started to printable tools that will help you get homeschooling done. So I want you to take some time to go visit homeschool.com, visit the getting started area, and find tools to help you make homeschooling easier. For those of you who have been homeschooling this year, and have been finding it increasingly difficult, or maybe you've lost your joy in the act of homeschooling, today's episode will hopefully help you find a solution. As we dive into the topic today, I'm going to share with you from my heart and from my personal experience. And so first, let me say that I'm a pretty frugal. So when things in our homeschool feel like they are unraveling, I begin to feel a little panicky, you know, and a lump starts to rise in my throat. I know it does. It sounds pretty silly, but I know it's coming. And I know that if I do what I need to do, then I'm probably going to have to change some things in my homeschool around. Sometimes those changes can cost money. And of course, then I start feeling guilty because I didn't have it all together in the first place. And now look, I've wasted money on school resources that didn't work for us. But you know what? That thinking is a trap because first of all, we can never know what will work and what won't work from year to year. Our children are unique. And you know what? They grow, they change every year. Their likes, their dislikes, it all changes. And so in reality, homeschooling is a series of trials and errors and learning from mistakes and successes. So there's no room for guilt trips. And yeah, I know I'm preaching to myself here too, because I still struggle with that. I mean, who doesn't feel guilty when they have to spend money on something and then not use it? But there is only room 
for learning from those mistakes and then moving on. You know, we learn what works, what doesn't work. We grow. We grow with our children. So all of that to say, if you're feeling like something just isn't right in your homeschool, if you've lost your joy, if you're feeling um, that you dread it every day, then you may need to take inventory of your homeschool to see what's going on. So first, I would suggest taking a day off or taking a Saturday um, and take some time to get introspective. I like to grab a journal, a pen. I like to get uh, my Bible, um, my planner, and I had somewhere quiet away from the kids, away from the dogs, you know, and I start with prayer because I know that I don't have all the answers and I need answers from someone beyond me. <laughs> so, and then I usually start by reading some scripture like Proverbs 3, 6 or Proverbs 16, 9. And then I take out my journal or my planner or notebook and I start asking myself some hard questions and writing down the answers. And so just to kind of help you get started, here, here are just a few of some of the hard questions that I ask myself. So number one, usually I visit my goals. So I ask myself, what were our goals? Did we meet those goals? What things do we want to change? What things do we want to stay the same? What brought us joy? Or what didn't? And you know, those questions kind of get you on a roll. And once you start thinking of questions and and your specific situation, then more will pop pop in your mind and you'll be able to work through. So it's kind of like one of those um, works in progress. And once I've worked through these questions or others like them, I begin to see a picture, begin to be able to sort of diagnose what ails our homeschooling endeavors. So with all that being said, really, this is just half the battle, getting to this point, getting to kind of see the big picture, know what's wrong. The next step is that we need to figure out a way to make adjustments to solve those issues. You know, and sometimes that takes just a little bit of effort. Sometimes it takes a lot of effort. But I'm going to throw out three things or three ways that I usually address these issues with my homeschool. And so first of all, sometimes these issues require that I just tweak or slightly adjust what we're currently doing to meet some of the needs that I discovered in my quiet time. So sometimes I can rescue a current curriculum by just making a few adjustments. For example, when I was homeschooling all six children at once, I realized that the curriculum we were using was way too intensive to do everything with every child that the lesson plans every day called for. I had to get to the meat of each day's lessons and like a little mama bird, give my hungry little ones what they needed in small bite-sized pieces of information. I also learned that I could teach one lesson to several children at once. And this was one of the best lessons that I've ever learned. Secondly, I learned that I could mix up curriculum. Early on, I used an all-in-one curriculum to cover all my subjects for all the kids. But I also learned that sometimes a curriculum isn't great on every subject, but it excels at a few. I also began to learn which curriculum worked best for certain ones of my children and which curriculum didn't. I would then take parts from this curriculum and parts from another 
and pull together something that worked well for us, something that fit each individual child and their unique needs. Finally, and of course, because I'm frugal, my last option really has at times been to replace our current curriculum with a whole new curriculum. And I know everybody's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. It's kind of the last straw, really. And it's they usually reserve this option if it's if it's really bad. So one thing I do want to put, point out is that this swap doesn't have to be expensive. Yes, you might have spent a good amount on that curriculum that isn't working out. But if it's not bringing you joy and everybody dreads homeschooling every day, isn't it worth it to make a swap? If you've spent your whole budget for the year on this homeschool curriculum, try selling it secondhand, selling it on eBay or um, putting it on OfferUp. Just getting some of your money back will help. And then you can apply that to a new curriculum. Or maybe you've been able to find a curriculum that costs less. Uh, there are an amazing amount of free options out there that are really great. But you know what? You don't have to sacrifice quality. And really, if you're going to make this swap, you need to make it and really target those things that you feel were missing. And so if you're going to get rid of the whole curriculum, really take your time to put together something that's going to meet the needs, meet those areas that you feel we're lacking. Finally, remember, you know what? Sometimes we're just exhausted. Raising children is difficult. Homeschooling. It's difficult, and you've got to remember to take care of yourself. I remember the first 10 years or so of being a parent, I didn't realize that important lesson. I would work myself until I was absolutely exhausted. And then, I've, of course, you know, I would be irritated, I would be stressed, and probably pretty grouchy. But I finally realized that I needed to fill my cup before I could pour my life into my children. So, dear homeschooling friend, take some time to fill your cup and make sure that you are doing things that bring you joy and help you keep a positive attitude. As no matter how we want to slice the curriculum or look at what issues we've had because of our curriculum, we set the tone for every day. We are the example to our children. Fill that cup, find joy, mama, and be, be the example that they need to see. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in this week. And you can find our podcast on our site, homeschool.com, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and other places. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a minute to follow our Homeschooling and Loving It podcast series. Every other Thursday, you'll get a new podcast with great information about parenting and homeschooling. So until next time, as we homeschool together, I wish you grace and joy. Jamie.